right. Thank you for joining the ESBC podcast, sports betting and financial podcast, where every podcast is a business meeting. And every business meeting has to have a purpose and an outcome. And the purpose of the podcast is to make me money, to make Josh money. We're not like these uh, athletes and politicians who are uh, hypocritical over generalization and they, they never say the truth. And what they wanna do is make money. They're not doing it for the people or for mindfulness, it's to make money. The second purpose of the podcast is to make you money, teaching you business and financial concepts. Freedom is not free. If we don't collaborate, right? Democracy and uh, finance and capitalism dies, right? So we've done a great job collaborating. We've gotten picks, we've gotten insight strategy from the audience, keeps growing. Thank you for subscribing to the YouTube. Thank you for subscribing to SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcast. I mean, it goes on and on and on. Podbean, we've blown, blown up Podbean, right? Because we're making people money. Uh, and it's, we're enjoying watching the games. It's more enjoyable watching the games when you're making money. We solve the problem of who to pick during the game. So uh, we've gone. So you got the purpose, right? So now the outcome. The outcome is 10 consecutive weeks of profit. We're at 61%. So the difference between 61% and 52.5 is compound interest, right? Uh, been very fortunate, lucky and good that my wife, Anna, has not bought gasoline for the last 10 years. It's all been betting money, right? It makes her feel better. We got money on other stuff and we pay for vacations, so on and so forth. It helps with our marriage too. I get to uh, skip a uh, uh, Lifetime movie, right? For Christmas, Christmas Lifetime movie, uh, the Hallmark Channel, right? Uh, I get to skip and watch Sunday Night Football because she knows I'm making her and myself and you money. Now, if you're the smartest, toughest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. That's why we have the Marine Josh Luda helping me breaking down games. Thank you, Josh. How you doing? How are you doing today? Ready for this weekend? Yeah, every, every day is a great day. Uh, especially in a pandemic, you know, you have 250,000 people die. And we're sitting here uh, having fun watching football and monetizing it. Let's do it. Let's monetize this. Right on. All right. Uh, walk us through the games this week. And we'll go one by one. And then at the end, we're going to, we're introducing to, from now until the end of the season, the Marine Josh Luna three pack three main games that we're looking at uh some people asked for uh you know to break down the games to give them like three that we really like well i like all of them because of arbitrage arbitrage is a finance concept that if you bet on 10 or more games right if you in the investment world if you invest on 10 or more similar assets right you take advantage of market inefficiencies so uh, Bill Belichick, Grable, 
this year, this week he's going against uh, Romeo Cronell, right? Who won Super Bowl with Belichick. They run the same defense. So they're similar assets. So I do 10 or more, but right. We're not rigid. Uh, we're approachable and we learning, we collaborate. So since so many people were asking for two, three picks, uh, the Marine Josh Luna has been very generous with his time to break down uh, the three games that, that we like a little bit more than the rest. Keeping in mind that I still like uh, betting on all of them. Yes. Yes. We have our three favorite ones that we picked. And um, I don't know if you wanted me to get going on those three right now. No, we'll go through all of them and then we'll give people a surprise at the end. We'll okay. give them mystery. And then it's, we'll give them at the end, we'll give them the Marine Josh Luna three pack. Okay, well, then let's start with the uh, Thursday night football game. Arizona traveling to Seattle. How you feel about that one? Yeah, Arizona got a uh, lucky win last week. Yeah, big time. Big time DeAndre Hopkins play. Yeah, you know, and it, and it kind of uh, what it does for me anyways, it kind of, uh, you know, kind of makes it clear how stupid Bill O'Brien was or is for getting rid of uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. Wasn't that dumb? Right, right. idiot move of the century. <laughs> right, exactly. How can you get rid of a guy who uh, is great in the community and so it is such a great player? Right, best receiver in the game. Right, right. Uh, so, Belichick and uh, Pete Carroll they run the same defense, they hate the air raid, and they're gonna brush three, drop eight right uh and not try to contain murray from the pocket so like last week uh i'm looking at this game to go under and uh on a losing streak uh ken norton the defensive coordinator for seattle has gotten a lot of heat right uh on a losing streak super bowl winning coach three national titles going against Clingsbury, right? Who never had a winning, never had a winning season as a head coach. Right? So yeah. it's a, for me, it's a coaching mismatch. Uh, since I do have an MBA and securities licenses, uh, one technique that I cross over is fundamental analysis. And in fundamental analysis, you judge the corporate governance of a company to decide whether you're going to invest in them or not. So the same thing for football. That's why I talk a lot about the coaches and analytics and the strategy, right? Because there's money here and we're making compound interest, 10 consecutive weeks of profit. So I'm, we're going with Seattle. Okay. I like that pick. I like that a lot. You know, buy some points, take it the money line because it's going to be a crazy division game. But it's going to go under uh, Pete Carroll's a defensive guy, and he's not sleeping. He's going to dial up a very interesting game plan against uh, the air raid. But it's going to be some sort of concept where you drop eight and you rush three. All right. What do you think about right here? the next game, Atlanta and New Orleans. How do you feel about that one? Uh, 
95% of people cannot change, right? Uh, my wife's a psychotherapist, but Jameis Winston has impulse control issues. Why do I say that, right? Uh, he raped the girl in college. He goes to the grocery store and he steals. So that's, that's a compulsive personality. And that trades into football that he panics in the pocket and he throws interceptions. He panics, right? He's impulsive. He pulls the trigger. Is that guy open? Is he not? And that's why uh, his career in Tampa Bay was a complete disaster, right? Yeah. Uh, even though I feel that he, uh, you know, personally, I feel he's a degenerate and, uh, you know, probably should be in jail. But from a football standpoint, that trains into a lack of discipline. Uh, he's always had a long delivery, right? He never, he's never fixed that. And he always packs the ball. He has a long delivery and he passed the ball still, right? So he, the man has not changed. So yeah. I'll ask you, the Marine, Josh Luna, you've been in the Marines, right? Yes. You're a grown man. You know how to read people. Is Jameis Winston capable of change? And is he going to take Sean Payton's instruction and uh, be a good backup quarterback this week? I mean, I, I think he's going to have some opportunities he's going to make some plays and, you know, he's going to have his chance, but it's not going to be this week against Atlanta. Atlanta. Uh, and, and Raheem Morris is a great defensive coordinator. Uh, he's a very smart guy. And uh, Sean Payton, I, I, for certain, I feel he does not trust uh, Jameis Winston. So they're not going to take many chances. What that means is that game's going under. Yeah. And Atlanta's going to cover those five points. Okay. Criminal. The criminal Jameis Winston. Okay. Well, what do you think about Cincinnati and Washington? Or no, we'll skip that one. Sorry. New England and Houston. New England's traveling at Houston. Uh, yeah, New England needs this game bad. Stay alive for the playoffs. Right. Houston Another guy who's never had a winning good. season as a coach is uh, Romeo Cornell from the Belichick tree. Uh, look for this game go, to go under. Uh, the, the Houston offense has been horrible without DeAndre Hopkins. And Belichick's hanging his hands on defense this year. Yes. Okay. Okay, and we're we're looking for we're picking Patriots minus two. I'm feeling it. Yeah, you're feeling it. All right, yeah. we'll do it. We're okay, I'm, I'm thinking. I'm thinking it's going to be New England. Yeah. How are you feeling about New or Philadelphia going to Cleveland? Wow. Philadelphia, Cleveland's been having that. You know, the weather over there, and they're minus three and a half favorites. Yeah, Philly, Philly needs that game bad. They lost to the Giants. They got uh, beaten by the Giants, uh, physically beaten by the Giants. And Cleveland has Bill King Callahan yeah. as their offensive line coach, former head coach of the Raiders, Nebraska. Everywhere he goes, he has a great offensive line. They control the line of scrimmage. 
and Philadelphia has a horrible defensive line and whole horrible offensive line. So, man, they're in trouble against uh, Cleveland on the road. Uh, they have to fight hard. You hate to take Cleveland in points. Yeah. So if you can't take the money line, Cleveland. What's the over-under on that game? This one's going to be 47 and a half. 47 and a half. You got to probably go under. Under, right? Yeah. Yeah. Especially the score, yeah, the average score of an NFL game historically is 45. Uh, this year, it's a little bit higher, but it's been going down. Yeah. And again, uh, with a bad defensive line, no depth on the defensive line, uh, Carson Wentz isn't the, the smartest, the sharpest tool in the shed. Uh, Peterson is not going to take chances, uh, especially when uh, they're, you know, they got one foot on a banana peel and the other one in the grave as far as the playoffs are concerned. So he's not going to take many chances. Look for this game to go under. And for Cleveland to win on the money line, um, you can't trust Cleveland with points. No. Can't. You can't. You can't. You could trust them keeping it under when they host a game because you saw with last week the, the bad weather. I think the final right. score was 10 to 7. You know, the Raiders went in there, won a 16-6 game with, you know, low scoring. So I think it's going to be the under, but I do not trust them with the points. No, not at all. Not at all. And, uh, again, like always, the people jumping on, on Periscope, if you have any questions related to football, let us know. I think I'm trying to fix the chat on the other uh, live streamings that we have because people have been asking uh, so you can interact. But any football-related question. Or any, if you want more insight or more research on a game, let us know. Okay. All right. What about the Pittsburgh game? They're traveling to Jacksonville. Steelers minus 10, or how are you feeling? Jacksonville plus 10? Right. So historically, this, this uh, statistic, this reality, really, you can have your own opinions, but you can't have your own facts. All right. And the fact is that double-digit dogs in the same division. Oh, they are separate divisions, though. They are separate divisions, yeah. North and South, yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right about that. Um, Cover 80% of the time. Yeah. But they are in different divisions. You got – you're absolutely right about that. Uh, Tomlin, though, is a defensive coach. And defensive coaches put it on the, the defense. It's almost like the old Hoya Paranoia days, right? Yeah. So Hoya Paranoia days with, uh, with Georgetown, a 10-point lead was really like 20. Same thing with Pittsburgh, man. He wants to put it on that defense. Uh, I see Tomlin really happy on the sidelines when the defense gets to stop, gets to stop in a crucial situation. So – in Tomlin's mind, a seven-point lead is like a 21-point lead, especially when you're talking about Jacksonville, right? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, 100% another game, even though regardless of what's going on with the pandemic and that there's been no tackling and that Jacksonville's depleted, this game's still going under. Marone's uh, a Coughlin guy who – Runs it for no reason, right? They're always yeah. running it. Sam was a running game. 
and for those many reasons, I, I can 100% see Pittsburgh up 14-3, right? Yeah. Uh, with 30 seconds left. No, there's no way Jacksonville can win. Jacksonville scores a meaningless touchdown at the end to cover. Okay. Okay, Jacksonville. Yeah. So Let's do it. No, Jacksonville, uh, double-digit dog outside the division. To cover. To cover. Okay. Let's talk about a division game or a division game as well, though. No, actually, no. I'm sorry. There, was, there are no more right here. I'm thinking about Tennessee and, and Baltimore. Right. So this one, you know, it's a tough game out there in Baltimore. Baltimore's coming off a loss. But right. how are you feeling about them with minus six over Tennessee? Uh, again, you got uh, – even though Harbaugh's a special teams coach, his dad used to coach at Michigan with Bill Schoenbeckler. Uh, it's more like a running type of, you know, protected defense type of philosophy. And uh, let me know your thoughts, but I love Lamar Jackson as a player. I like, I like him as a person. But in college and early parts of in, in the NFL, he's a thrower, not a passer, right? He throws it at you. He doesn't pass it to you. And he's a great running guy. And if you can get three first downs with your legs, teams win 75% of the time. But Lamar Jackson does not sell me as like an elite quarterback at all. Yeah. Right? Not yet. I mean, he can develop into one like Warren Moon did. So I don't see uh, Baltimore being world beaters. Uh, Tennessee's got that running game. They're going to have the running shoes on, on the road. And I do not expect them to win, but I expect them to cover. I can 100% see this being 17-13 Baltimore. Damn. Okay. Same thing. Uh, 17-6 going into late in the third quarter and Tannehill, you know, throws them down for a meaningless touchdown. Baltimore gets the ball and runs out the clock. 17-13. No, yeah, I could see Baltimore winning. I just don't know if they're going to cover as well. Yeah, they're not going to. They're not going to cover. Brable's a great coach. Uh, he won Super Bowls as a linebacker with Belichick, and they all run the same defense. That's why arbitrage is good, right? Yeah. Uh, Romeo Cornell, Brable, Belichick, Carroll, right? Nick Satan, Will Muschamp. Now he's fired, but Kirby Smart, Jeremy Pruitt. They all run the same defense. Okay. How do you feel about the Dolphins in Denver? Denver? Uh, I'm going to be right back. I'm going to get a water team. real yeah, quick. They're selling, they're selling the team. Uh, and what happens in business when you sell a company or you're selling assets, uh, labor costs are usually out of control. So what you want to do is you want to reduce labor costs and make it attractive or seller. So in football, what that means is they're definitely not overpaying or paying at all for depth, right? Yeah. And football is a marathon. It's it's a game of, of attrition, right? Yes. So uh, with Denver being a cheap organization, now you're getting into the 10th game of the season. They're three and seven. 
they're not giving up, but it's tough, right? Uh, Miami's a team on the rise. They have a lot of energy. Flores is a great coach. Going to have him up for this game. Uh, again, I don't think they're at the point where you can trust them with points. Yeah. Right? But I'm going to go Miami on the money line. And usually this would be an under game. But uh, with the pandemic being what it is and Fangio not being able to hit, Flores not being able to hit, I've been seeing these guys' games go over. So I see this go over. This game go over. Okay. And it could be that, that since they, those, these are two, like, really hard-nosed guys, they're maybe overworking the guys. And by the time they're in the game, they're, they're really worn out in the second half. What do you think about this uh, Rams at Buccaneers game on Monday night? Monday night. Let yeah. me let me check the weather, Tampa Bay. Oh yeah, it shouldn't be too bad. Now my dad's eighty six years old. He lives in Tampa Bay. He calls me every day, and he says that uh, he's now a believer in climate change hmm. because he says that. The, it, the weather has not changed in Florida. It's still as hot as it was during summer. So, out here in LA, man, it's nice. Oh yeah, it's uh, it's nice out here. Yeah, can't complain. So, they're gonna be in pads, and it's going to be the problems the humidity, right? Problems the humidity. Uh, not being able to breathe, you know? And these guys have pads on and a helmet. And uh, Tampa Bay is getting the running game together. So it's going to be a disaster, all right? Yeah. It's going to be 85. It's going to feel like it's 90. And we're talking about a game time. We're talking 7, 8 o'clock at night. And it's still 85, and it's still 80% humidity. Okay. All right, so, uh, again, division games count for two, right? Uh, if things aren't going right, boy wonder McVay's going to pack it in. And really, he, should, he shouldn't get his guys killed there out there in the second half in that he, if they don't have a chance. So look for Tampa Bay to cover. Uh, because of that, that over-under is kind of dicey, right? Yeah. At first glance, you say, all right, this is going to be an over game. But if McVay sees them getting blown out and it <clears throat> feels like it's 90, 80% humidity, it's not worth it to deplete his guys for the next few games in that second half, playing the second half in an oven. Yeah. I mean, it is a Monday night football game. I don't know how bad the humidity could be at 7 p.m. over there. It, it's bad. That's, a, that's what kills you, man. Yeah. I lived there 20 years. Yeah. And my dad's saying now that um, I remember going to work at 5 a.m. in the morning, you know, in late September, early August, and just opening up the door and you just get hit with this glob of humidity. So my dad's saying it's worse, and these guys got pads on and helmets. <laughs> the other thing, too, right? You can have yeah. your own opinion, but you cannot have your own facts. 
fact is, I'm 17 and one Florida second half lines. So go with Tampa Bay. Uh, get it off that, get it back to the key number of three. So maybe Tampa Bay hits a field goal. You push or they get over the three, right? With a touchdown. Uh, what do you think on the over under 48? I'm thinking more about it's going to be uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't really like the Rams defense that night on Monday night football prime time. Right. Right. Yeah. I think it's going to hit over actually. Yeah, it's going to hit Barely. over. Yeah, because uh, just get over. Yeah, yeah. McVay's an offensive guy. He's never, he's never going to stop trying to score. Yeah. If they're in it, right? The only reason you would pick the under is if you think the Rams are going to get blown out in the first half. Yeah, I'm thinking this game might be 31-21. You know. Right. Right. So take Tampa Bay plus the four points plus the three points. Um, I'm going to stick with four. What do you think? Four? Yeah, four. Minus four, over 48, in Tampa Bay second half line. Okay. And at 17 and one, right? You get to just ride that trend regardless, blindly, right? So it starts going the other way. Okay. Right? Yeah, no, I agree. All right. I think um, it's down time for the three pack, right? Right. So without further ado, man. We're going to get boil it down to the Marine Josh Luna three-pack. Okay, I got three games that I'm thinking are going to be, you know, the closest to being hits. And the first one, you know, it's a good – it's a scary game right here. Green Bay plus one and a half in Indianapolis. I like Green Bay to go steal a W over there. You know, uh, Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers, I think they're going to get – they're going to get a win and improve to eight and two. I love that pick. I love that pick. Uh, got some really good friends, some really good guys. Go back and forth on Twitter. We're Colts fans. However, I think the Colts are overrated. And uh, this is a big spot for Green Bay to go in there and do what the Marine Josh Lynn said. Is it that game? What's the over-under? What's your pick on the over-under in that game? Oh, that game's 51 and a half, and I'm, I'm going to say it goes under. Under 51 and a half. Yeah. I love it. Okay. Let's go for it. Yes. Moving on to the game number two, Washington hosting the Bengals. I'm taking Cincinnati at plus one and a half. I'm taking Burrow. Washington's not very good. You know, they made a comeback, a little bit slight comeback. Still lost to Detroit last week. You know, the Bengals are coming off a bad loss. I think they're going to step it up. They want it. They're hungry for a win. I think they're a better football team than Washington. And I think they're going to go ahead and, and steal a win in, in Washington against the football team. 100% agree. Uh, and what do you think? Uh, it's going 46, to go over the 46-40? Yeah, that's the one I'm, I'm worried about. How do you feel about that one? Yeah, no, it's going to go under. Okay, under. I was thinking under slightly, yeah. yeah. Ron Rivera's a defensive guy. Uh, Cincinnati will beat him, but the score's not going to get out of control. Okay, we have the Raider Kansas City game. It's not showing up on the lot because of the COVID situation. Oh, okay. The Raiders had seven positives. You know, so they they might be depleted on the defense, so they're not right. going to have that up. 
but we did have a game, Minnesota and Dallas. And I mean, I'm feeling like Minnesota is going to cover this one. They're not, you know, on a winning streak right now. And Dallas isn't very good. I think Dallas is uh, one and seven against the spread. Yeah. Yeah. And they're traveling to Minnesota and Minnesota's, you know, they're trying to get back in playoff contention. They're going to get to 500 with this win after starting 0 3 or something like that. Right. So, yeah, I think they're going to handedly, handily beat Dallas. I 100% agree. And, and that game uh, most likely is going to go uh, over the total. Over, yeah. Okay. That I mean, total, under the total, my bad. Oh, under? Okay, 48 and a half. Yeah, yeah. because, okay. uh, again, Dallas has to uh, score points. Well, they have to protect the defense. Yeah, they want to score points, but they don't want the defense on the field all day, right? Because they'll wear down in the fourth quarter against Dalvin Cook. They want a fresh defense. Mm-hmm. Plus, uh, even if Dalton plays, he's not Dak, right? So they're not going to take too many chances on offense with a guy just coming back from an injury, uh, his first year in the offense. So there's not a lot of chances going to be, be taken, right? And on defense, they're going to play back, keep everything in front of them, right? Yeah. Uh, not give up the big play. So that spells under. But Dallas is a loser team. They've been taking um, defeat from the draws of victory, as they say. Yeah. They'll figure out a way to lose. Yeah, but they've been. They uh... go under. Okay. Yeah, I don't know how competitive it's going to be. I just know Minnesota is going to cover that one and they're going to win this game. Right. Right on, man. That's the Josh Luna three-pack for the people out there who say, oh, I wanted just a few. Those are a few. Those are a few good ones right there. Those are a few fantabulous ones right in there. All right, so. uh, uh, Another profitable week it looks like we want to take things to about 70 percent that is the goal 10 consecutive weeks of profit how do you feel about these games josh oh no i'm feeling really good about these games um you know there's some exciting ones again i'm excited to see the green bay indianapolis one the most that's going to be a tough game especially for green bay to really showcase themselves as the top team in the NFC and then New Orleans trying to respond without Drew Brees. That's going to be exciting too. So, you know, yeah, it all starts tomorrow. Arizona. Yeah. The the criminal James Winston. Yeah. It all starts tomorrow. And then on Friday, we'll be back. Uh, We're again, we're in the sixties college football, but we look to take that back up close to the 70% tile. And the Marine Josh Luda is already dialing up those Arkansas Razorbacks. Oh, yeah, you know. And Go. I feel real confident. I got some more insight on college football now. Even though we're still in the 60s, the 52.5% is break-even. So very, very excited about the information because you got to think about, is Stephen A. Smith making you money? Is Skip Bayless making you money, Max Kellerman? No. We're the ones making you money, right? And it's a pandemic. There's going to be a recession right after uh, the inauguration. So you got to be ready to go and have that extra money out there. All right? All right. Any closing thoughts? The Marine Josh Luna. None. None. I'm ready All to right. do it. 
We always close it with Winston Churchill in a pandemic, recession, and social unrest. These words are even more important. You make a living from your labor, but you make a life from what you give, right? And it's Thanksgiving time. Yes. Thank you for listening to the ESBC Thank you. Betting and Financial Podcast. All right, let's do it. Let's get these W's. Get money. I don't know what the fuck get the money. Life, man. Get money. Get, get money. Going. Get money. You need to be getting get money. money. If you haven't heard of Anchor, it is free. It's a podcast that I use, <clears throat> and they really do a good job for us here at the GFSN Betting and Team Report podcast. It helps us make 70 to 80% of your bets. Now, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started, my brothers. All the best there is.